Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolnes. You can follow me on Twitter at John Stolnes. We got a very special episode of the podcast. We have your NFL Round 1 Draft Recap here. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles doing the right thing, doing the good thing, doing the pure thing. Drafting Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith with their uh, number 10 overall pick. Uh, We'll explain how they got to number 10 in the draft coming up here in just a second for those of you who weren't paying attention uh, when this was going down here on Thursday night. And uh, we're going to take a look at what the teams in the NFC East did. And we'll also take a look at just the first round as a whole. Some of the big surprises, some of the interesting moves up and down the board. It was a fascinating night following the NFL draft. And so all of that is coming your way here on this episode of Eye on the Enemy. And the first thing we have to start start off the show with is, of course, the Eagles doing what most of the fan base wanted them to do, going out and picking up the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, Devontae Smith. For the first time in recent memory, it really does look like Howie Roseman played the first round of the NFL draft Exactly right. Going back a few weeks when he traded out of number six to get down to number 12, moving up a couple spots to get up to number 10, and then taking the right player, all of Eagles Nation breathed a sigh of relief when the name Devontae Smith was announced to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, of course, that's the headline. The Eagles have landed who we all hope is going to be their number one wide receiver, if not next year, then hopefully in year number two. But a a very productive player, a guy who was productive as all get out in college, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith from Alabama. He fills a desperate need at wideout, where he joins last year's number one pick, Jalen Rager, along with Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward. It's still not a wide receiving core that blows your doors off unless Jalen Rager actually turns out to be a legitimate first-round pick next year. Per Ruben Frank, the Eagles are the seventh team in NFL history, just the seventh and the first since 2005 to draft a wide receiver in the first round in back-to-back years. And that doesn't even take into account the fact that they drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second round two years before that. So you think about how much early-round capital Howie Roseman has spent trying to get the wide receiver position right. They could have done this last year by trading up and getting CeeDee Lamb. They would not have needed to go out and, and do, do this trade up to go get Devontae Smith here in 2021. But this is not a situation where you can cry over spilled milk, shoulda, woulda, coulda. The Eagles did what they had to do because the wide receiver position and the cornerback position were both huge areas of weakness for this team. And... The Eagles were not going to be able to sit at number 12 
and get the cornerback or wide receiver that they wanted. Smith led the NCAA in receptions last year with 117, receiving yards with 1,856, and receiving touchdowns 23. PFF says he had three drops on 150, 145 targets last year. Now, the reason he wasn't he wasn't as uh, as highly valued as a guy like Jamar Chase, who went number five overall, is that he's a slight guy. Or even his former his his fellow teammate uh, Jalen Waddle went before him, taken at number six overall by uh, uh, by Miami, by the way, in the spot where the Eagles would have would have been picking if they had not traded down. The Dolphins in the Eagles spot took Jalen Waddle at number six overall. So he went before Devontae Smith because he's a he's a bigger receiver, a more prototypical type receiver. But Devontae Smith was more productive. This is not Todd Pinkson redux, guys. PFF gave him gave him a grade of ninety four point nine in twenty twenty, the highest of any wide receiver in college football. And, of course, Smith has played with Jalen Hurts in the past when Hurts was the quarterback of Alabama. I don't think that hurt at all. I would imagine that the Eagles talked to Jalen Hurts about Devontae Smith, and it was pretty clear. And Howie Roseman, Andy Weidel, and Nick Sirianni said as much in the news conference afterwards that this was a guy who just jumped out on their draft boards. And the way the board fell in the first round, you could tell that if the Eagles stayed at 12 and wanted one of the cornerbacks or wide receivers, it wasn't going to happen. They, they absolutely had to move up uh, because you had Kyle Pitts going at number four, Jamar Chase at number five, Jalen Waddell at number six, and then you had J.C. Horn surprisingly going in the top ten. The first cornerback taken uh, by the Carolina Panthers at number eight overall, and then Denver surprised everybody by not taking a quarterback and and surprised Dallas, I'm sure, by going with Patrick Sertan at number nine overall. And so that threw nine through 12 completely out of whack because all these teams expected that multiples of those four players, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Patrick Sertan, and J.C. Horn would all be there in that nine to 12 range. And after, after pick number nine, only Devontae Smith was left. And so credit Howie Roseman for moving up and making a deal with the Dallas Cowboys to get the number 10 pick in the draft. I mean, you know, we're going to go over the rest of the first round, you know, in just a few minutes. But the the way that board was falling, the, the Eagles had to move. They had to move up. And the idea here, it became pretty clear the, the you know, the, the, the tea leaves were telling you that the New York Giants at 11 were going to go after Devontae Smith. Despite all the wide receivers that that they have acquired here, and that they have they already have on the roster, they were going to go after Devonte Smith. So, if the Eagles wanted that player, they were going to have to jump in front of the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Surprisingly, said, "Okay, sure, give us your third round pick, one of your two third round picks, number eighty four overall." So that's what happened. The Eagles gave up twelve and number eighty four overall to move up to number ten, so that they could jump in front of the New York Giants and take Devonte Smith. The Eagles could have traded down, but when the Broncos got Sertan at nine, it became clear that if they wanted Smith, they were going to have to do that. So why would Dallas help the Eagles in this way? Well, they obviously see the, they obviously see the Giants as more of a threat than the Eagles do, at least here in the 2021 season. You know, and they pick up a third-round pick, which obviously is something that they wanted. And they still get, you know, the cornerbacks that they wanted were gone. So they could still get an impact defensive player by moving down a couple of spots. And they pick up a third-round pick for doing it. Makes too much sense for the Cowboys not to do that. But the Eagles clearly felt that the Giants, despite having a full wide receiving room, were going to take Smith. 
And this is clearly someone that the Eagles personnel, the personnel department had their eye on. I mocked Smith to the Eagles, but I was not confident at all that they would do the right, do the right thing and, and make that pick. And I didn't think it was looking all that good once it became clear that Denver was not trading down and was not going to take a quarterback with that pick. But the Eagles, it turns out, turn around and screw the Giants again. I mean, this is the second time in a few months where the Eagles have absolutely hosed the New York Giants. They did it in the Tankathon game, the final game of the season last year against Washington, which cost the Giants a spot in the playoffs, cost the Giants the division. And then they go in and they swoop in front of them and steal Smith right out in front of Dave Gettleman's fingertips and Joe Judge's fingertips. You know, you hate to see it, right? And Giants fans cannot be happy with the Eagles right now. And that we're just going to have to find a way to live with that, guys. That's just going to have to be something that we live with. I don't, I, I don't know how we're going to. I don't know how we're going to go on with our lives. But um, the Eagles, the Eagles screwed the Giants once again. So the Giants, in response, immediately traded out of the number eleven pick for the first time in Dave Gettleman's history. He traded back because there clearly was no one else there that they were high on and allowed the Bears to move up and draft Justin Fields with the number 11 pick. And then, of course, uh, we'll get to the Cowboys pick here in, and Giants pick in just a second later on here in the first round. But at the end of the day, the story of this first round is you have to credit Howie Roseman. We have been ripping Howie Roseman to shreds uh, over this last year, and deservedly so. He has made one terrible decision after another. But here, this time, this year, in this instance, in this place, Howie Roseman made all the right moves. When you think about moving back from number 6 to number 12, the big worry was going to be, what if Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase had lasted to number 6? You would have given up that number 6 pick, and you would have missed a chance to draft a potentially generational talent in Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. But as it turns out, those two guys go right before pick number six. Kyle Pitts goes to Atlanta with the number four pick. And Jamar Chase goes to Cincinnati with the number five pick. And so Miami is picking wide receiver there, and they go with Jalen Waddell. That's who would have been left for the Eagles. They would have had to. They would have picked between Jalen Waddell. They could have gotten Panay Sewell too, who would have been a, a fine pick for them. Obviously, with an offensive line that is aging, or, or Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn. All those guys would have been there at six, or Devontae Smith. It's possible Devontae Smith was higher on their board than Jalen Waddell. So by Moving down from 6 to 12, the Eagles, it turns out, don't miss out on the generational talent. They would not have been able to draft Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. And so moving out of number 6 to number 12 got them a first-round pick next year, right? And then, they, in order to move up two spots, and again, this is why you accumulate as many draft picks as you can, with an extra third-rounder in their back pocket— they use that extra third rounder to move up two spots to get the wide receiver that maybe they really wanted more than anybody else, probably outside of Jamar Chase. And so essentially, what the Eagles did was trade a Jalen Waddell and a third rounder this year for Devontae Smith and a first round pick next year. The Eagles got the player that they wanted, a dynamic potential rookie of the year wide receiver, and pick up a first-round pick next year in the process. That's great value. 
That's a great process. And yes, I think the Eagles probably got a little lucky. I'm amazed. I'm still amazed the Dallas Cowboys helped out the Eagles, but I guess they figured, well, we don't want the Giants to get Devontae Smith. We'd rather him go to the Eagles, who are further behind the Giants right now. And so they, they were picking their poison, and they get a third-round pick out of it to boot. So again, it makes sense for Dallas. But I think the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, you have to be really, really, really thrilled that Howie Roseman did not overthink it this time. Because that's what he's done these last few years. He's overthought it. Or the process has been has been poor. Maybe Jeffrey Lurie has been inserting himself too much into the conversation. I think that's what a lot of the rumor has been with the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside pick from two years ago. That it was too much of a, a Jeffrey Lurie decision there. It's, it's a relief. And Eagles fans, I'm sure you are feeling nothing but relief that, the, that this all worked out the way that it did. That... They didn't miss out on one of the generational talents in Pitts and Chase. That they picked up the extra first-round pick for next year. That they were still able... That Howie Roseman did know enough and was able to use that third-round pick to convince Jerry Jones to, to move down two spots so that the Eagles could jump in front of the New York Giants and get Devontae Smith. And even if Smith stinks, I give you this promise. I give you this... I will not complain about this pick ever. I promise. I will not hold this one against Howie Roseman because he did this the right way. He did this right. Smith is tough. He's competitive. He's one of the smartest guys on the field. Uh, some of the stuff he was saying in his news conference after the after the first round, they're asking him, uh, what's your favorite route to run? He says, all of them. You know, he's just a guy's a gamer. This guy's got a winning attitude. I, I think this is something that the, the Eagles have lacked from certain players, from certain draft picks in recent seasons. And everything you hear about this kid is that he's really smart. He's a really good football player. He's willing to do the dirty work. He played a lot of special teams for Alabama. I don't know if he's going to do that with the Eagles, but he might. He played a lot of special teams for Alabama. And he never missed a game in Alabama. So I know there's concerns about his build and his durability and his physicality. I know that was a concern of Ben Solax, and I get it. It's a little worrisome when you're drafting a guy who's 170 pounds, but he hasn't missed any time in college. The pros are a different game. I get it totally. But this is a dynamic playmaker. And Deshaun Jackson was not a big guy. Deshaun Jackson missed a lot of time, but I think if you could go back and you could draft a Deshaun Jackson this year, and get the same kind of production out of... Suppose Devontae Smith gives you the same kind of production that Deshaun Jackson gave you during his career, at least at the beginning of his career, the first go-around. I think we'd all be thrilled with that kind of production. And that's what the Eagles are banking on here with Devontae Smith. And how will the Eagles use him? Uh, Nick Sirianni was asked that question in the news conference. They plan on moving him all around the formation. Uh, he's not strictly going to be an outside guy. He's not strictly going to be an inside guy. He's a guy who's versatile and, and can move all over the place. So, you know, I, I think this is just a home run draft pick for Howie Roseman. They picked up a first round pick for next year and managed to get one of the players I'm sure they really wanted. You know, I, I think it's just the, the Eagles. Here's the other thing. The Eagles could have picked a quarterback with this number, with the number 12 pick. They could have stayed right where they were. They probably could have stayed right where they were and taken Justin Fields if they wanted to. Now, the Giants ended up trading back. But if the Eagles don't move up and take Devontae Smith, the Giants take Devontae Smith. 
at number at number eleven, and you have the Eagles sitting there at number twelve. They could have they could have drafted Justin Fields. They absolutely could have drafted Justin Fields. So this tells you a little bit also about where they are on Jalen Hurts. Maybe maybe they don't like Justin Fields as much as a of a quarterback uh, a prospect. But it's pretty clear, you know, they they could have invested that first round pick in Justin Fields, but instead decided to go and, and move up to get Devontae Smith. I think it was the right call, and it tells you what they think of Jalen Hurts a little bit, is that they're willing, I mean, this certainly is an indication Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter next year, right? I mean, you, you don't do this. You don't pass up Justin Fields if you don't think Jalen Hurts has a chance to be a pretty good starter in this league. So, you know, I think that, um, I think this is, I think this is a home run of a first round. We have not said that about a Howie Roseman first round. But I think you have to give the guy credit for what he did here. And I think this is this is a great start to the Eagles draft here in, in 2021. I mean, obviously, it's it's who we were all hoping the Eagles would pick. I mean, you could make us you, you obviously could have made an argument for the Eagles to move up and draft Patrick Sertan to move up to the Broncos spot at number nine, but he was already gone. And J.C. Horn, I thought for sure J.C. Horn was going to last until 12. But when those guys were gone and Jalen Waddle was gone, all these guys that you thought would go 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 in that range were already gone, the Eagles had to move up. They had to get in front of the Giants, who, again, somebody's got to explain to me what the Giants are doing with all these wide receivers. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the rest of the NFC East did and uh, take a look at the rest of the first round of the draft. And, hey, a little Aaron Rodgers news came down the pike here on Thursday, a few hours before the draft. And we'll get into all of that good stuff coming up next here on Eye on the Enemy. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back with Eye on the Enemy. So what did the rest of the NFC East do here in the first round of the NFL draft? Well, the Dallas Cowboys, of course, they traded with the Philadelphia Eagles. They moved down two spots, and they draft Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Parsons is an athletic, playmaking linebacker. Uh, He's a guy who will continue the tradition that the Cowboys have had with really good linebackers here. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith have tortured the Eagles over the years, but you do have to wonder exactly how 
how much confidence the Cowboys have in, in Van Der Esch and Smith at this point in their careers or what the long-term viability is. But Micah Parsons is a guy uh, who, who is a really great uh, defensive uh, prospect out of Penn State and could be a guy that uh, Eagles fans and Eagles offensive players don't really want to see for, for the next uh, seven to ten years uh, every, every week. And uh, it makes sense the Cowboys went defense with their first-round pick. We, we knew they would. We, we, we thought it would be cornerback, but again, uh, the top two cornerbacks were, were off the board. And so it seemed to me Micah Parsons was the, the best defensive player remaining in the draft at that spot at number 12 when the Dallas Cowboys were picking. And Jerry Jones said that they considered moving back, but they wanted to get an impact player here in the first round. And I do think the Cow- Dallas Cowboys did that with pick number 12. So they get a really good defensive player, and they pick up a third-round pick. Again, I think you have to give the Cowboys credit. That's a, that's a pretty good set of first-round moves for Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. At number 19... Washington picks linebacker Jameen Davis from Kentucky. During his two years at Kentucky, the linebacker recorded 144 tackles, two and a half sacks, a forced fumble, eight passes defensed, and five interceptions. He's a very good pass defender, which is what you need in this league. It, it, it continues a trend uh, for the Washington football team in the first round. They have taken a defensive player in the first round in each of the last five seasons. Davis this year, Chase Young last year. In 2019, it was Montez Sweat, defensive end. 2018 was Defensive tackle Darren Payne, and then in 2017 it was defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. So they've had a pretty good run of defensive players here in the last few years, and they're hoping uh, that Jameen Davis, who is a workout warrior, just an absolute combine stud, tremendous athleticism uh, in the middle of the field uh, could be, again, another big problem. It's interesting that the Cowboys and Washington football team both take linebackers with their first-round pick. Can you imagine if the Eagles ever took a linebacker? in the first round of the draft. It's just, it's never going to happen while Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are running this football team. With the number 20 pick in the draft, the New York Giants made a surprise selection. They miss out on Devontae Smith, but they were still so set on wide receiver that they take Kadarius Toney from Florida. Now, I would have thought, once they missed out on Devontae Smith, and given the fact that they signed, that they traded down, and given the fact that they just signed Kenny Galladay to a big deal, and that they already have Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton in the wide receiver room, and that they went out and they signed John Ross, that they would have invested some of their first-round capital elsewhere. So I'm not sure... I'm, I mean, I listen, the, the trade down to pick up a first-rounder next year from the Chicago Bears was great. Very smart job by, by the Giants. They got multiple picks, including a first in 2022. So moving from 11 to 20 is fine. Great move. Great move, Dave Gettleman, especially when the Eagles jumped up in front of you. I get it. But I, I'm not understanding the wide receiver in this spot. I'm really not. I'm ch- somebody's going to have to un- help me to understand that. Why you're taking wide receiver when you've got all those players. Where is it? Who's going to play? You know, where's he going to play? Galladay's your one. Shepard's your two. Slayton's your three. W- where are you fitting Tony into this mix? And you've got to have an anger wide at tight end, so it's not like he, you know, it's not like you're you're not going to have a tight end to throw the football to. I'm just not so sure why they were so desperate to land another wide receiver in the first round. Very, very strange from Dave Gettleman. Get you know, moving down, getting the dra- the, the the draft capital is great, but the actual player selection, 
Not so great, in my opinion. I, I'm not exactly sure what the Giants are doing there at number 20 with Kadarius Toney. Looking at the rest of the first round, we, we had thought that the Patriots were going to try and trade up and get a quarterback in this draft. As it turns out, and of course this is just when you're living the life of the Patriots, the, the good Lord just smiles on you in special ways. The Patriots got their new franchise quarterback in Mac Jones from Alabama and didn't even have to move down, move up to do it. Um, it just so happened that that's how the board fell. We thought the Broncos were going to take a quarterback. I thought the Panthers could potentially take a quarterback. There's lots of other teams in front of them that could have potentially taken a quarterback, but they didn't. So the Patriots get a new franchise quarterback in Mac Jones and didn't have to do a dadgum thing about it. I mean, he's gotten comparisons to Tom Brady. I mean, he just he's probably the most accurate passer in this in this entire draft. And so the Patriots find themselves happily twiddling their thumbs, whistling a happy tune with a new franchise quarterback in, you know, under center next year and Nothing is fair in life. It's just unbelievable how how fortune seems to find Bill Belichick most of the time. Of course, the Bears traded up to draft Justin Fields, swapping places with the Giants. Of course, Nick Foles now the number three quarterback there. This comes just a couple of weeks after they had uh, declared Andy Dalton their number one quarterback. Um, uh, Andy and uh, Andy and Nick Foles, I'm sure, are, are sharing uh, a glass of hot tea. In a, in a conference room somewhere, trying to figure out where it all went wrong. The top five in the draft wasn't a surprise. Of course, Trevor Lawrence goes number one overall to Clemson. Zach Wilson from Brigham Young goes to number goes number two to the New York Jets. Trey Lance of North Dakota State, Carson Wentz's alma mater, uh, goes uh, to uh, Houston. Uh, I'm sorry, goes to yeah, goes to Houston at number three. No, pardon me, goes to San Francisco. Why am I saying Houston? Goes to San Francisco at number three. And then, of course, you have Kyle Pitts at number four, Jamar Chase at five, Waddle at six, Panay Sewell, great pick by the Lions there at number seven. He's going to be a great offensive tackle. J.C. Horn at eight, Patrick Sertan at nine, Devontae Smith at number 10. Of course, you have Justin Fields trading up uh, by the Chicago Bears at number 11, Micah Parsons at 12 to the Cowboys. Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern, goes number 13 to the L.A. Charges. Chargers. This is where we had a little bit of a run on uh, offensive linemen. Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from USC. Uh, goes to the New York Jets at number 14. Mac Jones of Alabama goes to the Patriots at 15. Zavin Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, was picked by the Arizona Cardinals at number 16. Here was the biggest reach in the first round. John Gruden, what are you doing? They selected offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood, who no one, who almost no one had in the first round, going at number 17 overall. Here is a guy they could easily have traded down, probably out of the first round. Like, if that's your guy, great. If you love him, great. You do not need to take him at number 17. Move down the board a little bit, fellas. Pick up a fourth rounder. Pick up a third rounder, something. Like, what are you doing? If you're Raider Nation, you've got to be beside yourself. John Gruden won some football games last year, but I, I'm just, I, it's arrogance or laziness, one of the two. 
But Alex Leatherwood goes number 17 overall to the to the Las Vegas Raiders. Makes no sense whatsoever. Jalen Phillips, uh, edge rusher uh, from Miami, goes to the Miami Dolphins at number 18. Again, Davis, uh, number 19 to the Washington football team. Tony at number 20 to Florida. Quiddy Pay was a guy who was on a lot of Eagles fans' radars. He was a guy that a lot of people were worried the Eagles would take at number 12. The Zoom meeting with Andy Weidel, Howie Roseman, and Nick Sirianni was delayed a little bit, I think until the Quiddy Pay pick was made by the Indianapolis Colts at number 21 because there was a chance I think the Eagles might have moved back into the end of the first round if Pay continued to fall, but he instead goes to Indianapolis at number 21. Caleb Farley, the cornerback for Virginia Tech, is number 22 for the Tennessee Titans. Christian Darrisaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, uh, goes to the Vikings at number 23. Najee Harris uh, goes to the Steelers, running back, uh, at number 24, the first running back taken in the draft at number 24 overall was followed by another running back. Travis Etienne uh, from Clemson goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 25. So a couple of skill position players there in the first round for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Greg Newsom II uh, goes to the Browns at number 26. Nice cornerback from Northwestern. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota, uh, goes to the Ravens at number 27. Peyton Turner, defensive end from Houston, goes to the Saints at 28. Eric Stokes, cornerback from Georgia, is a Packer at number 29. At number 30, Greg Rousseau, edge rusher from Miami, goes to the Bills at number 31. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens select Jason Owe, uh, the edge rusher from Penn State. And then the last pick of the first round, Joe Tryon, edge washer from Washington, goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 32. And that is how the first round of the NFL draft shook out. Again, I, I think uh, your big winners here in the first round. I think the Eagles are a winner. I think this is an A pick for the Eagles. Uh, I think they had the best first round out of anybody in, uh, in, in, the, in the draft. Although I think the Cowboys were a very close second. Micah Parsons fits a need for them probably as much as Devontae Smith fills a need for the Eagles. And the uh, Cowboys pick up an extra third rounder in the process. But I, I think uh, Devontae Smith just has a chance to be an elite playmaker for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's something they desperately needed. Um, again, I think Washington, I think they did fine with with, with their pick. And I, 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 I applaud the Giants for for getting the picks that they got. I don't I don't understand the pick of Tony with all the other wide receivers they already have. I think the Patriots obviously were big winners in the first round. You have to look at the Jaguars as big winners in the first round. You get your franchise quarterback, a guy who everybody thinks is going to be good. Um, and then I think your your big loser in this first round is the is the I think I called them the Oakland Raiders a few minutes ago. If I did, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's just that's never going to be something I get right the first time. I'm just it's Las Vegas Raiders is never going to roll off my tongue. Finally, earlier in the day on Thursday, uh, the. Everybody was it sent reverberations throughout the NFL that Aaron Rodgers does not want to play in Green Bay anymore. Adam Schefter with the news that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. There was a lot of talk as to whether or not teams might be jockeying for position to try and use some of their first-round trade capital to, to make a play for Aaron Rodgers. Of course, the Eagles have three for, had three first-round picks. They had the first-rounder, number 12 overall, and they've got the two first-rounders next year, or potentially two first-rounders next year, depending on how Carson Wentz does uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. We think it's going to be another first-round pick that they might have, you know, there was talk, will somebody, you know, go out and grab Aaron Rodgers tonight? Green Bay Packers do not appear ready to move Aaron Rodgers anywhere, and I understand that. Why would you? Aaron Rodgers 
it was as long as he's on your your football team and you have a modicum of talent around him, you are a Super Bowl contender every year. The Packers are going to be a Super Bowl contender again next year. Heck, he played in the NFC Championship game, got them one step away from the Super Bowl yet again, but apparently not happy in Green Bay. And so that was a big talking point in the hours leading up to the NFL draft as it turns out and maybe there'll be a move in you know on day 2 on Saturday but probably not if there was going to be a draft day move it was probably going to be here in the first round of the NFL draft uh Aaron Rodgers, I would still suspect, will be a Green Bay Packer next year. But uh, all of this is coming to an ugly head in Green Bay. Um, and uh, it, it really is a it is fascinating how it's how it's all playing out there. I don't think he's I don't think he's a Packer long term. But the problem is Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have any leverage. The, the Packer, unless he's just going to make an unholy stink. But that's not going to make him attractive to another team. He's going to play for Green Bay, and he's probably going to win a lot of football games this year and probably take them deep into the postseason and probably miss another Super Bowl because those are all of the things that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers do on a yearly basis. So, Eagles Nation, we have this NFL draft covered for you, front, back, sideways, forwards, in any way possible. We've got a ton of content on bleedinggreennation.com. And I'm going to give you winners and losers from the draft on the Eagles and for the rest of the NFL coming up uh, probably on Monday. So that's coming your way. But we've got a ton of great content, ton of stuff. You want to learn about Devontae Smith? Go to bleedinggreennation.com and read up on everything we've got for you there. We'll have all of the comments from Smith, from Weidel, from Roseman, from Sirianni, from in the moments after picking him. And the Eagles are not done yet. They've got a second-round pick. They've got two third-rounders. They've got a slew of day three picks. There's so much the Eagles can do with all of their draft their their, their draft capital that they can make a ton of trades here in the next couple days. And, and Howie Roseman likes to make deals, so you can be sure that it's going to be a very busy weekend for the Eagles. And we will have podcasts for you analyzing everything the Eagles are doing both this weekend and all next week coming up for you here on the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. So, sub, so subscribe to the the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Let us know if they want draft analysis. This is the best place to get it, both in podcast form and at BleedingGreenNation.com. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this first-round NFL draft analysis. I'm John Stolness. Again, follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. We'll talk to you next time here on Eye on the Enemy. Cheese.